and you're very welcome to episode 24 of the Two Hands in a Hero podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Mansfield, and I'm joined by the editor-in-chief, Mr. Carrick Shock himself, uh, TJ Mills. <laughs> How's things, Robbie? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, enjoying the good weather. Uh, any crack with yourself? Yeah, no, the same. Uh, very quiet now, so just pondering around the house and going for early morning walks and doing bits with the radio and that, but yeah uh training as well but it's i just so used to being busy or i won't lie to you so it's kind of you're doing bits but it seems like you're doing nothing but um hopefully that will change anyway that's it and hopefully uh you know pubs are fully opening up and you know everything's just kind of uh on the up and up from here on in uh so we'll kick off with our first topic so very prevalent at the minute is the Euros, kind of lots of games going on, games every day. Uh, it's great for soccer fans. Uh, probably the one that kind of Irish fans are probably going to be most uh, looking forward to is um big derby game tomorrow, uh, England, Scotland. I'm sure every Irish person will be cheering for Scotland tomorrow. How do you see that game going, TJ? I can't see anything past England. I won't lie to yeah. you. Um, is Scotland, there's a big hype in the build-up. I can't. I'm trying to actually look, see who they were playing. Um, was it Czech, Czech Republic? Republic? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And uh, would you believe it just came to me when I went to search for it. Uh, but, I mean, that would have been, there were a lot of hype around the first tournament since 1998. And they had a good kind of lead-up to it. But as you know, from the Ireland perspective, you can have a lead up, a good lead-up to tournaments, even though we didn't get to many. But the ones we did, you have a good kind of run-up to it. And then you kind of go off the boil. And I think that's what may be happening with Scotland. And it, it's a big disappointment because there's some great players within that Scottish side. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, that game's in Wembley as well again. And, yeah, can't say anything. It, it might be a bit closer than... The, I know it was only, I think, 2-0 Scotland-Czech Republic. It might be kind of a 1-0 one, one kind of type game, but yeah, I can't see a past England, being honest. I think uh, Scotland will be kind of out to kind of rough England up, or do you think they'll kind of take a, try and make the game as kind of physical as possible so that kind of um, it will play into what strengths the kind of the Scots do have? Um, so, like, obviously, as you're saying, they've got some good players like Andy Robinson and that sort of stuff. Um, Kieran Tierney got two uh, great left backs there. Uh, it's like England having an embarrassment to riches at right back, but um, England are clearly a more talented team. So, do you think Scotland will try and you know make it a real kind of derby game and kind of be putting the foot in and tackles and you know really kind of going for England uh, physically? Yeah, I know. It's just one thing you said there about Kieran Tierney. I forgot he was missing for the Czech Republic game, and I mean the great talent he is. That could be that could have been a huge factor because you lose the most important player and especially in the right back position, um maybe it was a bit unfair to Scotland. But um going back to your main question there instead of going off topic, um I can't really see that happening. I mean, if you're looking at say if you're comparing it to rugby, um you'd say fair enough. I mean, I know there are strict rules in it, but it's a more physical game. I can't see Scotland. I mean, I know what you're saying, uh, but I just can't see Scotland doing it. I won't lie. Um, 
losing the first game in the tournament, like we're chatting off air, losing the game in GEA, it's kind of very hard to bounce back from that. I mean, you always try and raise your game. If you look at the Denmark uh, game today against Belgium, they really set out their stall early in the first half, but then they kind of went off the boil. And I know there are emotional factors there we probably discuss later. But Scotland's in a different position. They lost 2-0 Czech Republic. I know they were without Karen Tierney, as I said earlier, but I just, I think this would be, maybe England could flatter to deceive. Now, genuinely, I do hope England do well. I, I might be the only one in Ireland, but I, I kind of do because I look at it that um, if you're supporting English players in the Premier League, you kind of want to see them to do well with their country as well, unless they're playing Ireland, obviously. Um, but I just I just can't see past England in that game. Now, going into the final 16, that would be a different story with the, the teams that England would be facing in that. But, yeah, I, I think Scotland will show a bit of pride, but I, think, I still think they will lose maybe 1-2-0. Uh, it'd be... Uh, and yeah, they will exit the championship then Scotland. And I, I would have liked to see Scotland do really well in that kind of um kind of a Celt a Celtic bond there as well. So um but yeah, I can't see a passing England in that. Just a word on Ronaldo. Um Leans team Portugal. I'm saying Leans team because uh most of the Wolves team play for Portugal. But um <laughs> Ronaldo, he scored two goals, and I think he's the top scorer in Euros history now. Um, and obviously, he's scored so many goals internationally in the club level. And, you know, we can talk a bit more about the Coca-Cola thing. I don't know if you've seen that. We can talk about, about oh, that did, in a minute. <laughs> but um, it's kind of, you know, Ronaldo kind of is his kind of, does his international career kind of set him above Messi? Uh, or do you think it's kind of, it's unfair to kind of judge Messi like that. Um, it's it's a really tough question, and I'm not going to sit on the fence with it because I mean, if you look at what Messi done for Barcelona, it's absolutely immense. I mean, his record. I mean, going there as a youngster, I remember when Messi came first on the scene. I mean, we we're just mesmerized. It was going, it was around two thousand and five, two thousand and six, and we were in school chatting about this new great talent Barcelona had. Um, uh, it's a tough one because Ronaldo is an exceptional talent, but I think with the entire kind of club performances and everything, I would have Messi above Ronaldo. Now, in saying that, I, I wouldn't have been a huge fan of Ronaldo. Genuinely, want, maybe it's Liverpool-Manchester United kind of bias there, but... I wouldn't have been a fan, but hearing what he does outside of football, you have. I'm after getting a real, real respect to Ronaldo, um, the charity work he does, and, um, but yeah, I'd still have Messi kind of shading above him. It'd, it'd be a real tight call, but I, I'd have Messi above him with everything he done with Barcelona. Yeah, well, I suppose we're kind of um, we're we're kind of privileged in a way to have you know probably two of the greatest players ever, you know, around in our lifetime playing at the same time. And uh, just on his um, off the field uh, sort of antics, you know, he's kind of very health conscious. And there was kind of uh, a thing where he was kind of sat down at the podium for a press conference and he has uh, a couple of bottles of Coke in front of him and he takes them away and he says, 
drink water in uh, Portuguese. And I think that little incident cost uh, Coke $1 billion on the stock exchange. Uh, so I hear they kind of, their stock prices fell massively. Um, so what do you think about kind of that, that whole thing and what happened there? Yeah, I, I, I had to laugh when I heard it. Their share price fell by 2.5%. And sorry, I'm kind of a nerd that way. So apologies to you and the listeners. But yeah, it fell by 2.5% and it cost Coca-Cola an absolute bomb. And now it did rebound slightly. But I think Coca-Cola really, whoever was in the PR that came up with it was genius with their reply. In other words, saying they're, everyone has their preference and their drink doesn't. But, I mean, it just shows, like, if that was any other ordinary player, I mean, there's, I can't think of the woman's name, but do you remember the tennis player um, went out to the French Open um, for personal reasons? Yeah, for personal reasons. And um, until she really explained the reasoning behind her stepping away, she was being fined. There are no question of that with Ronaldo, because Ronaldo has, what, 30 million plus followers on instagram and social media and all of that so um yeah i mean it was genius what he done um and he kind of set a standard i mean like you were saying he's very health conscious and all of that but um yeah i mean if it was anyone else they'd be severely reprimanded like but fair play did you actually see the gift a gif going around today of um it was a pint of guinness that he moved over a set of water yeah yeah i've seen that one i think it was on something on instagram where he kind of moved it over um and there's one with kind of a joe brawley one where he's kind of he's putting away joanne cantwell and he's putting in uh michael lester uh because i think he kind of feels that joanne cantwell kind of was kind of uh instrumental in, in him not being on the sunday game or whatever but um there was a kind of thing with uh pogba as well um that he kind of He's like a devout Muslim, and he had like there was a pint or there was a glass or bottle of uh, Heineken in front of him, and he kind of moved it away. He didn't get as much of attention, but um, I suppose I don't know if it did as much damage to Heineken or not. Or do you know that as well? Uh, I I just I saw the video of it. Now I had to I had it muted. I didn't read anything about it, but um, yeah, I mean. Pogba wouldn't kind of polish Ronaldo's boots in a sense. He's a great player, Pogba, but I mean, it's kind of the reputation he has. And now, to be fair, he was kind of instrumental in a, a bit of a resurgence with Man United last year. But um, no, nah, it just wouldn't be the same profile or standard at all. But fair play to Pogba. I mean, um, he had to, like, he he had to stick true to his religion like so fair play to him but yeah it wouldn't have been the same consequence like you wouldn't see shares in heineken dropping because of that being honest it's um now just one one thing sorry um in regards say to the messi ronaldo debate the reason why i think i would have to choose messi as well is he was devoted to the one club as well and it's very hard for a player when he has as much success as he was now i know he wanted to transfer away last year and all of that but um ronaldo kind of was able to move around so maybe that was a slight thing along with what he done for his country why he has the profile he has yeah that's a fair point um just to kind of on the teams are kind of impressing so far for me it's uh italy kind of got off the two wins uh france 
are kind of doing well as well, looking very strong um, against uh, Germany, and then they kind of have to play Hungary. So they should uh, qualify out of that group fairly handily. And uh, Belgium kind of were in a bit of trouble today against the emotional uh, kind of Danish team who kind of really were, really were kind of going for Belgium early on. And then kind of uh, Kevin De Bruyne, kind of Kevin De Bruyne factor um, really kicked in for Belgium. So who, who for you has impressed after the first few games? It, it would have to be Italy. I, I won't lie. Um, no one was giving Italy a chance going into that. And um, they were saying, yeah, they might be slight dark horses, but they didn't expect them to do. But I mean, the work that's after being done there in Italy is unreal. Now, the one argument, and I heard it today, and I think it's a very valid point, and it's a factor that you would take, not to revert back to GA or anything, but you always worry that you peak too soon that all the folks and say all the trainings and all of that would have been focusing on getting a good start. Because if you look at it, Italy lost Ireland in Euro 2016. Now, I know it was the second string side at the time the Italians had out, but still the Robbie Brady goal defeated them and Ireland qualified through. So, I mean, for a proud football nation like Italy, even though it was the second string side, they still wouldn't have likened Ireland back in 2016. I think it was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty sixteen. So I mean, to go doing what they're doing now is immense because it was an agent side uh, for a while, and they are after infusing uh, youth into it. And the manager deserves great credit. So I think Italy deserve a lot of plaudits. But there's a caveat that it's still early in the tournament, and they could be caught on the hop in the last sixteen. Cool, fair point. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to move on from the soccer and we're going to go into uh, rant of the week there. So uh, do you have a rant for me this week, Teach? I do, and I apologise to you and the listeners again because it's along kind of the same topic. And um, it's just um, Neffet appeared in front of the transfer, uh, uh, tr- sorry, transport committee in the Dáil yesterday and uh, it was the ped kind of the head honchos within the within Neffa, Tony Houlihan, Ronan Glynn, uh, Philip Nolan, and um, I can't think of his name, the Gascoigne, he's the, the main... Killian de Gascoigne. Killian de Gascoigne. And I just thought the way that they were speaking and the way they approached the subject of rapid antigen testing, I think they spoke down to the Irish people and... I didn't like it. I won't lie. I didn't like it because they they did do great work. I won't lie to you. And we're, we're in a very good position at the moment. Now, there are some decisions, yeah, we would have disagreed with and all of that. But we seem to be always an outlier. We, we seem to be a bit like showing up to school and you have a test that day and you never studied and you're looking in at your classmates tests and seeing here are these dancers and kind of then using them as your own we can't have the balls in other words to make really tough decisions and i think one of them i mean going back last year it was masks and they didn't want to do the there was an argument at the time that they were trying to preserve them for healthcare workers and that's completely right but there's also an aspect of looking down on people saying here you won't use masks right instead of saying here we're going to provide you with the guidance of it. 
there's uh, Professor Ferguson as well. He's part in effort. He's the chief scientific officer for the government. He produced a report on rapid antigen testing that wasn't even discussed by NEFID, even though he is part of the organization. Like, and it was the reason why, and I won't drag on about it, is you look at, say, the Denmark game today, there's 65% capacity. Um, so it's a 38,000 seater stadium, I think. And looking at it, and off the top of my head, that's about, what, twenty to 25,000? There are going to be games taking place in Croke Park this year with 5,000. Now, they're hoping that that will expand along. But I think testing people going in would be the right factor. They're saying that's only 50% effective. But they're not looking... They're, I think, putting out slight misinformation on it. It's 50% in comparison to the main PCR test. So the PCR test could pick up if you had an infection for, say, two, three weeks or around that time. The antigen is your infectious at the moment. And I think that's what, and I won't drag on about it because listeners are probably <laughs> sick of hearing about it. But I think even though we're making great progress and you're on about the pubs reopening and all of that, I think we will be paying for it for a hell of a long time because of indecisiveness. Yeah, and I suppose with the you know for transport and stuff, you could be killing a lot of airlines, and you know, yeah. you know, fair enough. Maybe the airlines might be able to absorb the losses, but you know, like uh, Shannon and stuff are kind of um, there's routes being pulled from all these kind of minor airports around the country, which will lead to lots of kind of job losses as well. You know, so. Yeah. Just the knock-on effects of all the kind of lockdowns and all this sort of stuff. And probably in general, you know, our, the Irish people haven't really been treated like adults. You know, you mentioned that thing with the masks or whatever, like of saying, oh, you know, they don't work just so that they could preserve them for people. And fair enough, like, I would have rather a situation where they come out and say, you know, please let us get, you know, all of the um, PPE for the people who need it and yeah. don't cause a shortage. <laughs> um, you know, and do all the other stuff. So, and like, just treat people, you know, with a bit of respect rather than like lying to people and saying, "Oh, sure, we were afraid all these mad agents were going to go out and do this, that, and the other." You know, so yeah, probably treat us like grown-ups. You know, probably be a bit better. Um, so before we get bogged down in uh, COVID and stuff too much, uh, we're going to move on to uh, Camogie. So with the Camogie, we've got some big games on the weekend. So we got the league final and we got the relegation final. And we'll yeah, touch a little bit. Go on, say. I know. I was just going to say I'm delighted because you're after cheering me up with that because I got a bit bogged <laughs> down with Durant. So, <laughs> and that's the Durant's for get it off your chest, you know, to make you feel better. So we've got Galway and Kilkenny in the final, and then you've got uh, Waterford and Dublin in the relegation final. So we'll talk a bit about the the Galway Kilkenny game. So a repeat of the All Ireland final. Uh, do you reckon this is going to be? Um, a real kind of hell for leather sort of game, or is it going to be more you know, kind of a league, just kind of teams just kind of getting going through their processes and trying to get things right rather than both teams be kind of gunning for a victory all out? Yeah, I, I won't lie. Um, knowing the Kilkenny players well and known management and that, I, I genuinely don't know what way this game will go. And, and I'm not on about the result because... Uh, Kilkenny and Galway, as you say, know each other really well. They played in semi-finals and final last year, league final last year, and 
or sorry, not last year, the, a, a year before. And they're facing each other again in the championship in about what, four or five weeks time or maybe around that time scale. Um, so it's it's hard to know because the, the teams know each other so well. But then when you're facing the same opposition in the championship as well, you don't want to show your full hand. Now, I'm not saying either team will go out not to win the game. And I know Kilkenny will be going gung-ho to win it. But it may not be the same spectacle as, say, All-Ireland last year or league final in previous years, if that makes sense. Because even though you want the title and Kilkenny want to regain the league title, you're facing the same opposition a few weeks down the line. And... um, I know if I was managing, yeah, I'd want the title and I'd want to try out young players and all of that, but I genuinely wouldn't want to show anything either. Now, the important thing about it is Galway are in a really good run of form. Uh, they defeated Cork after extra time in Nolan Park last week. Kilkenny f- stuttered against Limerick and they stuttered last week against Tipperary as well. And it was... Um, Late goals, I mean, Denise Gall is an absolute exceptional player and she really dug her heels in last week, got the goals. Um, Katie Nolan as well. and But it's it's a real tough one. Hart says Kilkenny and I, I, I fully hope Kilkenny do it. But it, it's hard to know because when you're playing the same opposition down the line again, and I don't want to repeat, you don't want to show your full deck like. Um, so the one bonus about it is it's on television, it's on um, RTE2 next Sunday evening and supporters are allowed up as well. I think there's around uh, 5,000 supporters uh, allowed go as well. And um, But in regard to the game, it may not be the same spectacle as say a championship meeting a meeting or an all earned meeting but I still think it'd be a really enjoyable contest now. And the relegation final I think you might have relegated Dublin already last week on the podcast but they're they're actually playing the weekend against Waterford. So uh do you think they'll stay up or do you think uh, Waterford will send them packing? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know if I relegated Dublin last week I apologise completely and no one <laughs> Known the Dublin manager very well, uh, Sully. I apologise completely if I said that. I won't lie; I never got a chance. To, uh, they probably to have it up on the wall in the dressing room. You know. <laughs> yeah, picture, no, your picture up there. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I have good friends in Dublin and helped out there a bit as well. So I completely apologise if I relegated Dublin. I didn't mean it. Um, so you have to back Dublin now, and <laughs> uh, you know, show of uh, solidarity, really. Uh, judging by results, even though Dublin are in a relegation final, I think Dublin are after having the better run of it in the championship. Or sorry, in the league, um, they really put it up to Kilkenny in the opening round, um, in Callan, and it was a real tough, tight game, and it was a goal that was decisive in that contest. Um, they lost toughly during kind of. They're in a comfortable position after halftime in that game. Offley through Grand Egan got a hat trick and fair play to Offley. I would have having connections there as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, judging on it, I think Dublin have the better run of form, even though they're in the relegation. Um, 
Watford, they're not reaching the same heights as they did in previous years. And that's why I would have to give Dublin the nod there. But it's a relegation battle and you never know what can happen on the day. Um, because you're fighting for your league career or the top flight career career the next season. But judging on results solely alone this year, I think Dublin are after having the better run. And um, like I was saying, I know the Dublin manager well, Sully, Adrian O'Sullivan and the management team there. I, I think they'd be really gunning for this, especially heading into the championship in around three weeks' time. On the dubs. Uh, cool. So... And we only have one uh, football final in this kind of mad... <laughs> only the GAA could think of this mad system of um, playoff, kind of like having semi-finals and then not having a final, having joint league champions. And it should be like... a um, It could be like a question on a quiz, uh, table quiz in a few years. Who were the only team to win the league? The solo league champions in 2001. So it'll either be Offley or, Offley or Jerry. And... Um, Two, two kind of traditionally kind of great, uh, good football in teams, uh, kind of gone back a bit in recent years. So this could be, uh, you know, a springboard for kind of either team. So, um, and it's great for them as well to have, have the final. I think the, the game's going to be in Crow Park as well. So that'd be kind of a great experience for them. And hopefully that whoever wins can kind of, uh, well, both of them are going to be in Division 2 next year, I think. So hopefully they, they both can kind of kick on and uh, do well. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, will be you know, resurgent would be a good kind of omen for Leinster football for, you know, Kildare, Meath, uh, to rise up against kind of Dublin's dominance there. Um, cool. So we're just going to crack on with the picks of the week, TJ. So uh, what are your picks this week? Yeah, um, I was watching a couple of Yokes during the week. A notification popped up from Netflix during the week saying that Top Gear is going to be removed, I think, off of the platform on the 14th of July. Now, if I'm wrong on that, I stand corrected, but that's what I saw. So I started watching back Top Gear, and it wasn't the one with Matt LeBlanc. It was the one with Jeremy Clarkson and um, I was going to say David May. Oh, what's his name? Uh, James May. James May. Hamster. Hamster, yeah. (laughs) I'm brutal with names lately. Uh, But yeah, I started watching back that, and I won't lie, I wouldn't have been a fan um, going back 15 years ago or that but I developed into a fan and uh, yeah and uh, I can't think of the the Grand Tour sorry that was on Amazon Prime I really enjoyed that as well and it's kind of sad that that ended as well but yeah I started watching Top Gear again and it's just um, Father actually used to be bullying with it because they thought they were destroying good cars and I was just saying they're bangers like they're crocs they're write-offs like but um yeah i started watching top gear and the second one a film i love it's actually brilliant and i think it's one of leonardo or leo dicaprio's best roles is the wolf of wall street uh i watched that during the week as well it's on netflix as well um and yeah i just love that film i really do uh matthew mcconaughey in it as well it's just um yeah just a brilliant film uh not for under 18s I'd say that straight away, just in case you're under 18. But yeah, it's a classic film. And it kind of, it was kind of literally a no holds bar into what happened on Wall Street. But yeah, definitely worth to watch if you never saw it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Top Gear is a quality series. Uh, I actually kind of, I, lo- I don't mind the one with uh, 
Matt LeBlanc. I think like it's kind of it's just a, you know it's a watchable kind of format, but the three guys just have kind of a more natural kind of yeah. chemistry. Even though like a lot of the lines, a lot of the bits in it might be kind of staged or kind of set up, it just seems like you know more scripted with uh, Matt LeBlanc and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street, really great film. I'm really a huge fan of uh, DiCaprio as well. So um, my picks of the week, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the movie The Untouchables, uh, which is as old, old as yourself, TJ. It's from 1987 with uh, Kevin Costner. And it's directed by Brian De Palma, who directs uh, Scarface, another quality movie as well. Um, so yeah, Untouchables, brilliant movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, have you ever seen it before? I'm trying to think. I won't lie, Robbie. Um, I keep mixing that up with uh, dirty, rotten scandals every time I hear it. Um, is is it a mafia? Or... It's about. Um, let me see there now. It's about Al Capone, and he's kind of like oh, you know, okay. he's kind of doing you know selling alcohol during prohibition, and uh, Kevin Costner is that one good cop in a dirty town trying to take him down, and. Um, there's just kind of a, an iconic scene in that movie where um, it's set in a train station. Uh, anyone who's seen the movie will know exactly what I'm talking about, where they're kind of waiting for these guys to come in to make an arrest. And they're kind of waiting around, waiting around, waiting around. And then there's this woman, she's kind of bringing her baby up the steps in a pram. And, you know, Kevin Costner being the, re- the really good guy, he goes over to help her. And he's kind of like halfway up the stairs and all these all these uh, Al Capone guys kind of walk in at the bottom of the staircase and then just hell breaks loose for the next five minutes and, uh, you know, the pram's falling down the stairs and all sort of uh, crazy stuff is going on. So uh, brilliant and uh, quality movie. And just to change pace completely, we'll go with um, another quality movie, which is Boys in the Hood, which uh, it's just absolutely brilliant movie. Um Cuba Gooding Jr., Ice Cube, and a few other guys in it, um, kind of all-star kind of cast in it. Um, just a kind of brilliant kind of representation of, you know, life uh, life in L.A. for African-American community. And, uh, yeah, just kind of, it's a classic movie. Have you seen that one? Have you seen that one, no? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I'm God. ashamed to say I haven't. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, they're both on Netflix, so uh, you've no excuse to uh, to not watch them. Um, so we're going to move on to the next topic, which is one you threw into the group there, which is having the last laugh. And you were kind of talking about um, Arlene Foster. She was kind of... Uh, hounded out of the DUP. Um, not that many people would have much love for Harleen Foster uh, this side of the <laughs> this side of the divide, but um, she's kind of had a, a bit of a jibe back at them because there's a bit of a chaos in the party and she was kind of saying, well, I was having a really nice day today. So well, it was basically like a screw you to uh, her former party, I suppose, you know. So um, does it just go to show that like having the last laugh is kind of best, I suppose? Oh, definitely. Like I was saying, I have... I wouldn't have, like, you kind of have to respect everyone, but I wouldn't have taken Tarlene Foster at all. But I kind of noticing when the pressure's kind of off, she kind of seems to have a funny personality. Um, and you have to respect that today. I mean, I just thought it was pure genius. Like, uh, just had a lovely lunch and having a great day, uh, this lovely sunny afternoon. And you had Poots 
who was only after taking over 20 days ago facing the sword in other words and uh he stepped down tonight so it just shows um yeah you, you have to you have to dig in if you feel hard done by no matter whether you agree with her, her policies or whatever it was just pure genius what she done and i i won't lie i can tend to be slightly uh, i wouldn't be as obvious i'd be kind of a dirty bastard that way i'd be kind of sneaky i'd give a slight dig that someone mightn't take uh, mightn't pick up on but it'd be kind of that would be my revenge kind of way so has there ever been a situation where you've you know you've kind of maybe had the the second last laugh and really regret it <laughs> you know later you know like in a game or whatever or you know a situation maybe where you laughed at someone and then the kind of situation just kind of flipped around and it's like right they're laughing at you now and it's like you just feel like you want the ground to swallow you up yeah would you believe when i get really thick or something like that i get really quiet I get really, it takes a real, now maybe it might sound funny with some of the discussions we had off air, the podcast or not, but um, I tend to get really quiet and I really have to be pushed before I get really thick. But if I sense that I'm not being listening to, I, I just move away, but I do give a slight dig at the end. Like maybe if you're involved with a team, or something and you said something or, or you it wasn't listened to and then say something didn't go right and season ended or whatever yeah i'd like to give a just a notification just a kind of a told you so kind of thing now maybe i might sound shallow or bad that way but um i think it's better to be fair and respectful that you don't put yourself in a position to get a, a dig back like that and um yeah there were sometimes in work or that that you'd suggest something and um it wouldn't be listened to and you'd be proven right and you'd be just sitting there with a smirk so yeah i like i was saying i'd be a sneaky bastard that way <laughs> so. i'll watch out for that Johnny, yeah. <laughs> just as we're leaving the zoom call to say something like right oh god damn it usually <laughs> Cool. So we'll crack on with our uh, our bad dad jokes. And you were telling me off air that there was um, a bad joke that won a competition, and you're going to tell me the joke uh, to see how, see how bad it is. Yeah, it was. I mean, it makes ours look good. I won't lie to you. No disrespect to the man that taught it up, but uh, it was a competition that Aldi were running in the UK. I think uh, two thousand seven hundred jokes were submitted for Father's Day. And it was a lad called Austin May from Bentworth in Warwickshire um, came up with this joke and I just genuinely can't get it. And uh, I'm usually terrible for jokes. So the joke is, I once heard the limo, but when it arrived, the guy driving it walked off. I said, excuse me, are you not going to drive me? The guy told me that the price didn't include a driver. So I spent 400 on a limo and have nothing to show for it. Oh, <laughs> I know. In fairness, you know, I did think that jo- that uh, joke was going nowhere, but then it kind of you kind of does get you at the end there. Yeah, Not a great joke, but yeah. No, but fair play, fair play. Um, it was actually a comedian. I won't lie, I never heard of him. Uh, Mark Watson. Um, he's meant to be an expert on bad dad jokes, and 
Yeah, I know. Uh, it didn't show for anything for me anyway. But... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So is that is that one of your jokes you just said there or no? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's even worse than the bad joke I read out there. <laughs> All, right. All right, go for it. Give us your joke there this week. Yeah, um, this is especially for the ladies that listen to the podcast. If you can't appreciate... <laughs> If you can't appreciate your fruit puns, you need to let that man go. Very good. That's a good advice. That's good advice for all the ladies out there. Um, so I was kind of asking this guy about kind of building my house. And then we kind of go into the prices and all that sort of stuff. And then I was like, well, how much is the chimney going to cost? And he said, it's on the house. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> No, they blew the roof off. Uh, blew the roof off, yeah. Uh, did you hear about the cheese factory that got blown up? Debris no. was everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Debris cheese. Do you, are you a fan of brie cheese? Uh, I hate cheese. Really. You hate uh, cheese. <laughs> yeah, the only one I used to, and I wouldn't have liked it, I'd be slightly maybe lactose intolerant because I can't really touch dairy that much, very, very little. But if you remember those, is it easy singles? You know, the real tin yeah, yeah, yeah. that you used to get for school? But yeah, I wouldn't be a fan at all now. That's about it. Uh, so, over my second joke now. So, I was thinking about if I could get a job uh, like cleaning mirrors and people were asking me why I would do that. And I was like, you know, it's something I could really, really see myself in. <laughs> it's all about the setup. It's all about the setup. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the framing of it. Like it's the yeah. framing of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you make Lady Gaga cry? So. Poke her face. Oh, <laughs> that's actually a good one. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that's your best joke. That's the best joke you've had. Yeah, I won't lie. Yes, yeah, some of the jokes I come up with are shocking. So <laughs> I won't even oh. comment on that. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. Uh, so what? What is the the number one cause of divorce? Marriage. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, just true, it's true. It's so, true. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Like, you know, it's good. Um, cool. So that's our, our jokes out of the way, and hopefully, uh, people enjoy the jokes there. <laughs> Something pretty bad. So we're going to go on to the world sports roundup. And um, have you got Anton on the sports roundup for this week, Teach? Yeah, I have one, and it's um, golf and. Uh, there's an amateur golf player in Ireland. She's a twin, Leona Maguire. I can't think for a twin's name. They're really, really brilliant at amateur status. But Leona Maguire is after a giant LPA, LPGA tour recently. And I just have to highlight her for her exceptional performances. Uh, she's taken pl- part in the major LPGA classic uh, M-E-I-G, or just in case I pronounced that wrong, typical me, I probably did. But uh, yeah, she's it, she was tied for the lead earlier today, Thursday. And since she joined LPGA Tour, I mean, she's after having nearly top 10 finishes all competitions this year. So I think she deserves great praise for that. And she's really 
uh, putting ladies golf on the map in Ireland. So fair play to Leona and I hope she pushes on and gets that win, maiden win. Yeah, best luck to her. Uh, so just going to follow on with the NBA stuff. So just with the playoffs, all the kind of, this kind of four series that are kind of going on and they're all kind of, uh, they're all 3-2. Um, so basically it's first to four. So um, if the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets and I think it's, it's the Atlanta Hawks, if they win tonight, then they go through to uh, to their final. And then the uh, the, Clip, the Clippers, um, they're kind of um, they're kind of good team. They kind of have lost the kind of good player though. So pretty much all the teams have had kind of uh, injuries. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how it goes. Um, but it's for the teams that have only won two games. Uh, if they lose the next game, they're out. So you know, and it'll be interesting to see what, how many series go to the final game because that's that's always going to be interesting. And uh, just another thing that kind of popped up today. Um, not really kind of sporting, but kind of is linked to the sport, uh, sporting world is the cover of uh, Madden 2021 or 22. It is, it's a new, it's a new Madden American football game and it's the MVP edition. And the kind of not really controversy, but the kind of big thing is that Aaron Rodgers, who's the current MVP, is not on the cover. And you have, uh, you've got uh, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahone's on the cover, so there's two people on the cover, so that's kind of unusual as well. So that's all, you know, kind of really uh, scraping the barrel for NFL news, but uh, <laughs> that's what's going on in the world of NFL. So if, you, if you're into Madden and you were waiting on the cover, uh, you should go check it out, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahone. So you got the kind of the the old gauche with the new gauche uh, on the cover now. That's that's unusual now, but um, I know I really I keep saying it every week, and I will. It's like every film I will start watching it because I was saying I love basketball, but I just I keep forgetting. Actually, one thing before we move on, I heard it on the radio yesterday. Um, did you hear Cork Harbor are bidding for the America's Cup? It's a boat race. Um, oh, cool in 2024 now if they were successful in it they're bidding i think against new zealand uh i stand corrected on that but i think it's in new zealand they're up against and i'm not sure any other um co- uh, uh, countries or cities and countries are bidding but if ireland get it it'd be worth one billion uh to the local economy uh, economy um so yeah hopefully i the officials for it came over to survey it i heard but um yeah that'd be in 2024 so hopefully it'd be some boost to the local economy um if they're able to get that yeah sounds awesome and uh, i think we're all uh, fingers crossed for them so we're gonna move on to our next topic uh which is another one you kind of put into the group which is um do you think there should be a limit on you know fame or the heights of fame that I suppose you're really talking about the kind of the, um, the like, how should you put this? Like the people who are just kind of famous from reality TV show, like your kind of your big brothers or love Island or stuff like that. Or so like you might, you might have these people that might necessarily be talented, you know, they might be, you know, actors or singers. It might be okay at a lot of stuff and kind of look really good or whatever, but I suppose are you trying to say like that there should be a limit on you know how far these people can go with their uh, with their fame? I yeah, the way I was looking at it was kind of a self limit um, because if you look at say an awful lot of the reality TV, 
you're you're kind of I don't know I I don't maybe it's a silly topic in a sense or maybe it comes across as or sorry begrudgery it's far from it but it's just some people don't actually care what they do just for the chance to become famous so you have say we were on about Irish artists before and you have bands that are I, I remember DJing and it would have been very very small level but you're chunking gear around and all of that and you look at the musicians that are trying to make that their career and you look at what they have to do maybe doing gigs where they're losing money doing them just to get a profile out there and be noticed and then you have some people that could go on to a, a reality tv show and be an absolute pig um and a kind of i won't kind of shame themselves in a sense just for the chance to uh, become famous and you'd be wondering what limit you'd kind of go to um i was hoping to be a kind of a funny but now that i'm saying it, it's coming across a serious topic <laughs> i apologize <laughs> I, for that. I think it, i think it's interesting you know i think and i think the way you kind of phrased it was a little bit different to how i did and it's kind of yeah like you know, is there stuff, you know, like how far would you go for fame? I think like, you know, for a lot of people, you know, there's probably, there's probably no limit there, you know, <laughs> it's like, I will do whatever it takes, you know, and you see, like, you see that even with, say, your more kind of, you know, established kind of media personalities that they probably did a lot of stuff early doors that they didn't want to do. That wasn't really their thing that kind of, uh, they look back now and they kind of cringe at it. But it was kind of like, you know, how they kind of climbed the rung of celebrity, if you know what I mean. So just kind of one example that kind of uh, springs to mind. Um, not that he's kind of someone who kind of seeks fame or that, but you have uh, Daryl Brain, a uh, great yeah. Irish comedian. And uh, me and you are kind of old enough to probably remember uh, Echo Island. He used to be on years ago, yeah. which is kind of like a kid's show. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure like that is a million miles from what he wants to do <laughs> in his career and what he actually kind of ended up doing and being such a brilliant comedian in the end, in a way. So um, but I'm sure like the kind of the list is endless of, you know, celebrities that have kind of done things they're ashamed of. And like, I know maybe you might, you're talking about different things uh, with maybe reality TV people and stuff like that. Like you see some people that would be on, Big Brother or Love Island or whatever and like they're just kind of they're kind of being a bit mad for the sake of it just so they can get noticed um, but I think it's only like a handful of these people that actually you know make it you know the way like if you were to kind of say you know off the top of your head who has made it from a lot of these kind of uh, you know celebrity uh, shows to actually being you know an established kind of presenter you know or even established artist or whatever like that you know the way but um yeah, so there's a lot of people out there that are kind of embarrassing themselves and bringing a lot of probably mental anguish on themselves and actually not getting any reward from it. So I suppose you want to be, you want to be kind of uh, sure you're going to make it if you're going to make a fool out of yourself. I suppose. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's it. I I think it's kind of hype around it. Um, like I would have been lucky to get to know a lot of personalities. Um. And I, I'd be careful. Drop a few names there. <laughs> I won't, I won't. <laughs> but I, I'd be careful in kind of terming celebrities because 
I, the way that I, our the interactions I would have had with him, they were absolute down to earth people. Like there are no false bullshit about it. There are, I mean, take for example comedians. I got to know a few during the Cats Laughs in Kilkenny and that, and every year, um, you you bump into him and you have a chat or a pint with him or whatever. Our personalities on television or radio is lucky to, um, through the radio work I was doing and all of that you'd be lucky to get to know people and they'd be heroes that would have having to go in at say the level that you were operating at yourself you go in make, making cups of tea and doing up scripts for people or, or doing whatever and then you look at I mean people that kind of a one hit wonder in a kind of sense and they're making millions and I mean their entourage is nearly bigger than um a GA club <laughs> kind of way. And yeah. I, I I just I kinda maybe people can say I'm very cynical or come across as begrudgery. It's not anything <laughs> personal, but it's I just I think it's terrible that some people are struggling and um, say Irish artists are that especially during this res- uh, the kind of the recession with the, the COVID crisis and that that these are struggling trying to get their name and platform out there and others are going on making an agent of themselves and either say social media or on reality TV and not making it. So are you trying to say that like you were in that world and then someone's offered you an opportunity to do something, but you wouldn't do it because you, you knew your limit for your fame, if you get me? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I won't I ask you what it is off air. I'll ask you off air. <laughs> probably, probably a spicy enough one. <laughs> like the funny thing about it is, I did come across people, and they would have maybe encountered a very small bit of fame, and they completely change, completely change, and that's where it, it maybe the bar is set a bit too wide because you could limit it to doing actions. But then you could kind of change your entire personality and who you are just for the sake of fame as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we're going to move on to our final topic, which is the highball. The highball. Oh. <laughs> so this was kind of uh, came from, uh, it was on Facebook, I forget where it was. I've seen a post anyway. And anyway, it is... Um, if you think you're smarter than the previous generation, 50 years ago, the owner's manual of a car showed you how to adjust the valves. Today, it warns you not to drink the contents of the battery. So <laughs> with kind of worrying signs like that for society, you think that like on a whole that uh, the, the world, obviously there's like really smart people in the world, um, but you think on a whole people are becoming you know less wise or have less common sense or... Is it a case that, you know, there's just some silly people that will kind of do stuff uh, just so that they can sue people? Or what do you think? I think that's what it actually is. I, I Not to go off, to, I heard a survey today. It was done by the SRI. It's on about, you know, vaccine hesitancy. And when they went down, delved into it, the people that want to take the vaccine knew the, the most little about it. So bring back into what you're saying. I think we are. I think we're going to, and I'm going to try to make this as funny as I possibly can, not to be serious. I hope I'm not dragging down the tone or anything. Uh, But 
you have people that couldn't tie their shoelace in a sense thinking that they're an expert in everything and as a result they put themselves in danger and it's it's the suing culture i mean if uh, and i don't mean that in a bad way people need compensation if they're in, hurt or injured but i mean the warnings that have to be put out is i mean not going back to covid or that but you look at the amount of restrictions and information and everything has to be put out about vaccines and all of that just because there was a, a there's fear that governments or pharmaceutical companies would be liable and i mean going back to what say the the term of the topic was with say donor manual there's some people wouldn't even know where the spark plugs are or people wouldn't know where uh, how to change or fill up oil or fill up coolant or um put petrol in exactly exactly and um yeah I, I i it's scary it really is and i think it's kind of coming from and i'm going to sound really old here um <laughs> it's coming from kind of a spoiled culture i i won't lie i really fear for the future in a sense but like some of the thing, like if you look at say the and I'm, I'm not singling out dublin here far from it but you look at the right uh, the kind of the do you know the anti-social behavior was taking place with the drinking on the streets and everyone was tired with one brush yeah you kind of fear that i mean i wouldn't say many of those will possibly be charged for causing severe damage in a sense um and i think and where is this like sorry what what instance are you talking about oh do you know there um do you know the the drinking on the street in dublin is it westmoreland or i can't think of the name of the street it's around temple bar but there are firing bottles there were um hopping up on taxis and um, there were kind of mini riots the, the guards had to be drafted in and now I'm not slating or anything because I know we discussed them but what I mean is they don't seem to be a consequence of actions and I think that's where I think I would really fear for the future because I know if we if I done it I would have been killed I, if I got in trouble I wouldn't do it again now going back to the topic about um, say instructions where is say instructions a car showed you how to change spark plugs are different or just valves or that yeah i mean i just think we're gone to a culture of entitlement being honest yeah i think i have my own kind of theory on it i think that uh like years and years and years ago the the silly people they just died uh you know they just kind of you know, like in caveman times, you know, someone was like, don't eat those berries. And then this person went over at the berries and they died. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of got rid of a lot of, uh, I don't really want to say stupid people, but <laughs> it's like natural selection, to be honest. And <laughs> I suppose like the, um, the human race has evolved to a point where, you know, everyone, you know, everyone kind of is, you know, will live <laughs> you know what I mean? so there's kind of, there's less kind of uh dangers for people out there and then that means you've got more silly people you got more silly people doing more silly stuff um 
so yeah like probably the modern modern kind of comforts is probably enabling a lot of this kind of uh stupid behavior and you know years ago people would have just um they would have just been killed off but they're, they're just hanging around now so that's my theory anyway yeah i know it reminds me do you remember that scene in snapper uh where the girl puts the nail into the socket the electrical socket gets yeah, electrocuted yeah. i mean it just i mean it's it's uh yeah i'd agree with you i i'd agree completely with what you're saying i'm sorry if i dragged it serious but i i just think i think we're gone now maybe it's advances in kind of technology as well that i mean you look at say an engine in a car that's 20 years old compared to a brand new car now i mean even some motor mechanics would be kind of scared if they're kind of an old type mechanic and didn't have say up-to-date technology or that some would be kind of scared to look into it compared to one that i mean it'd be kind of like a lawnmower engine in a car in a sense yeah Um, it's probably a combination of you know technology you know as you're saying in cars stuff is advancing and kind of you know things are more complex like your phone like probably years ago you know obviously it was just like a little thing you rang people on but now it's like this uh supercomputer and you combine that with uh you know people doing less um kind of manual jobs and stuff like that so and i would include myself in that like uh my dad can probably throw his hand and anything and fix anything whereas if I was, you know, if something broke, I'd be ringing him being like, you know, or I'd be on YouTube <laughs> trying to look at, yeah. you know, what's a way that I can kind of do this. Uh, so I suppose, yeah, like, you know, years ago, people just would have done all this stuff themselves and kind of learned and, you know, they would have known more about cars and stuff like that. And also they're kind of, they're more complex now. So it's probably like a, on the, the point of the, um, the post or whatever was kind of, that's kind of a combination of things. But I think in general, people are becoming, uh, more silly or there's just more stupid people uh, alive <laughs> less of them getting killed off yeah and I, I think it's like the the scary thing about it is how do you know say conspiracy theories are getting out there i mean it's it's just some people are kind of now i don't want to down people or that because they may be something that they're kind of an ability there or something that they're kind of a one kind of gullible that they're able to the easy easy kind of suggest something to um and but yeah I, I think we're kind of moving away now i think we're far off in technology than say people like father often used to say if his fa- if grandfather was alive or his father my grandfather was alive and looked at some of the technology that's around now they they just wouldn't believe it like but for such kind of an advanced society, I don't think we're like if you look at say Back to the Future, they're they're on about flying cars, they're on about um self lacing shoes. I, I know Nike brought them out there a couple of years ago, but it kind of it took a long time for it to come out. Um and yokes like that, um maybe maybe it's something maybe it's something in education i'm trying to think something to make it funny for the listener i genuinely can't but i genuinely would fear for the future because i think we're kind of moving more to uh 
the theory side more than practical that someone knows how to do it but they can't do they they're able to read about it in a book of how to do it but when it comes to doing it they wouldn't be able to um so i say the moral of the story is if you don't know don't do it <laughs> yeah stay away stay clear and don't definitely don't uh drink your battery acid no, no matter what uh, people tell you on the internet, internet. exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> I drink after shave either <laughs> definitely not no <laughs> cool uh so we'll leave it there teach so uh good chats and just before we go just uh we're kind of uh the podcast has been going for one year so uh i wasn't around when it was started off and uh, you were one of the founding fathers so uh fair play to tj and it's uh, great to be for myself great to be a part of it and uh big thanks to everyone who's listened everyone who's kind of followed along uh on instagram and facebook and been kind of interactive and uh that's kind of what that's what what keeps us going so uh we'll keep going as long as people are keep listening and keep uh keep following us and uh cool anything to say on that i know it's a it's a pleasure robbie and fair play the minute you came on board i mean you hit the ground running and everything and i mean the the this the stuff you put up on instagram has me in stitches i won't lie to you and you deserve great credit and research and to all the lads as well um i i, I don't want to name because i knowing me i will forget names and everything even though we're all in the one group but um yeah it's a pleasure and i mean the listeners keep it going and um to have listeners from far field and all over the world is just immense like and like robbie said we love hearing from you and hopefully we go from strength to strength and yeah it, a couple of weeks time maybe your anniversary for our first official episode and that so hopefully we're able to market some way anyway but Thanks a million, Robbie, and to all the lads, uh, Liam, Mark, uh, Ricky, Jack, Anthony, and uh, yourself, Robbie. I think I'm after naming everyone there. Yeah, um, that's it, everyone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's just brilliant. From a conversation on the phone one day to this, it's brilliant. So onwards and upwards, and thanks to the listeners for driving us on. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cool. Bye, 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 bye. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Bye, 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 bye.